Welcome to Training for Manhood, an ongoing exploration and adventure intended to be fast, fun, and formative for guys who desire to be the best men they can. Young or old, there are always areas for improvement, growth, and maturity. We hope you'll pay attention and put into practice the useful advice you hear on this podcast. But remember, the goal isn't just to listen, but to do what you learn. Welcome to Training for Manhood. All right, guys, welcome back to Training for Manhood. Got uh, Coach Jeff Clarkson with me. Coach, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes. And we, we, we wanted to talk about just kind of all things um, coaching. Um, and this isn't like a coaching program, but from a man's perspective, coaches are tremendously influential in the development of the life of so many young men that we know, right? right. And, and, and you are as well, right? You, you, um, you had great coaches. Um, I don't know, maybe you had some bad coaches too as you grew up. But coaches were very influential in your life, very influential in my life as well. Um, and now you play the role of a coach. Um, actually, you are a coach. You don't play yes, the role. Yes, <laughs> that's my that's my job. Yeah, I slept at a holiday. Inn. <laughs> I, I, I coach. Yeah, um, but you're a coach, and you influence the lives of so many young people. And so, there's a lot of things that you and I talk about that we see in terms of uh, the development of boys into men, and some of the things that you kind of like. Hey, if if I could speak to young guys, if I could speak to men, uh, and even guys our age, because you know we right. we still you know are. Uh, playing ball with guys and competitive mm-hmm. and just some things that you're like, man, if I could have a conversation with guys and it's just like, I wanted to have that conversation uh, and the guys listening to kind of be able to check kind of their attitudes and their actions and say, Hey, is this the kind of man that I want right. to be? And really the the person who's the coach can shape a lot of that by the way that they train people into the person or into the athlete, right. That they, right. that they develop. And mm-hmm. so, you know, as, as a, as a coach, Right. I think the concept is um, what what's your main, I, I think, priority as you're dealing with young men, as young athletes coming up? Um, because I think the idea is most people would say from the world's perspective, your main priority is winning games. Right. What would you say to that? Um, definitely, you know, winning is obviously something that we want to strive for. We want to be the best we can at what we're doing. Yep. Uh, and we want to work hard reaching our potential of, of where we can get. And, and sometimes that's winning a lot. And sometimes that's 500. Um, but definitely, especially being a high school basketball coach, right. um, you know, I really got into coaching to try to help shape and mold young men. Mm-hmm. And I really felt like that was my calling. Um, and, and came to that through sitting on the bench while injured that, Hey, this is what I think you know, God wants me to do is coach young men. So, so wait, really, that's how you kind of felt the call to coaching? Yeah, I, I was trying to – I was struggling my sophomore year of college with uh, – I was trying to figure out – I was playing junior college, uh-huh. so I had to make another decision of where I was going to go play basketball. Okay. And had worked really hard, got injured the first five minutes of the first game of the season. Ouch. Pretty severe injury that cost me about 10, 12 games – and so I sat on the bench. Coach was kind of like, hey, be another set of eyes. Yeah. Help me here because uh, he only had one assistant. And just God made it clear, like, hey, this is what I want you to do. And I could completely see myself coaching uh, down the road. And so when I went to Tarleton State to finish playing um, and went into the education field mm-hmm. and became a teacher coach. And so going through – when I became a coach, just – I did a college year. I did a grad year mm-hmm. uh, as kind of a, an assistant for the Tarleton State team. And then 
just realized that I think high school is where I could most impact um, young people. Yeah. And college is just a little different monster. It's just yeah. got yeah. little different dynamics of, of how you can interact and recruiting and other things that go into it. But um, yeah. so that being said, it was always number one that I want to try to help these young men become, you know, great husbands, fathers down the road, be successful um, in life, have a job, be responsible, uh, disciplined. And those are the things that we try to teach through sports. And then you're obviously trying to get the most out of them and try to help them, you know, win. And we're trying to win. Um, but that goal, and then obviously coming to PCA, being able to really just dig in with them spiritually, yeah. um, and really get into, you know, who should we be as men of God? Who should we be, you know, how, how does, what does that look like on the, on the court? Yeah. Cause I think even for me personally, probably one of my biggest struggles as a believer has been my character and even words, actions in the, in the realm of competitive sports. Yeah. And so um, we can't lose sight of who we're supposed to be just because we're trying to win a game. Yeah. You know? So yeah, we, we definitely want to like scratch that itch. That, okay. That's definitely one we want to go. Yeah. I, we could, we could do a whole podcast right. on setbacks that become setups in right. life, right? Things mm-hmm. that look bad, you get injured and you go, obviously this is not God's plan for my life. And then it turns into mm-hmm. right something where you learn through that difficulty, right. something that you probably may not have ever learned. And you go, you look back at life, and there's there's so many different like setbacks mm-hmm. that are kind of the the stepping stones onto a different path. It's kind of an interesting. Uh, you know, I see God work, you know, more often through setbacks than He does through victories. Right? right? Yep. Where, you know, hey, we won the championship, and here's what I learned from it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. like not many guys say that. They're usually, mm-hmm. well, I had this difficulty, I had this setback, I had this hardship, I had this struggle, and here's what God taught me through that. It's, mm-hmm. it's something about that setback that kind of, you know, allows you to kind of hit pause on <clears throat> the pursuit of whatever you are and kind of stop mm-hmm. and, and allow God to speak to you almost. Right. Kind of kind of interesting things. But let's let's look at that idea of um, the concept of competitive, right? That mm-hmm. competitiveness and your character revealing itself. Because I think a lot of guys, um, a lot of guys that I know, um, <clears throat> would say that, hey, listen, once you once you step onto the court, once you cross that line, um, that's not a, a you know a revealing of your character, whatever you do out there, mm-hmm. because what what you do out there stays out there, and then you when you come off the court, mm-hmm. when you come off the field, then you can be a nice guy again. Right? What would you say to that? Well, there's that saying that sports builds character. I think a lot of times it reveals it, yeah. right? And so. You you definitely the, the relationships can be severed between the lines, and you know I think even more so playing in men's leagues. I've kept playing basketball all these years, yep, you yep. know, and twenty some years of playing competitive men's men's basketball leagues. And there's definitely times where you were not building relationships. You were not, you know, so to speak, showing God's love through the game of basketball and you're leaving that court with anger, you know, not, not necessarily looking at someone the way that we should, yeah. um, and, and trying to, well, so how do you, how, okay. So think about that. Cause I yeah. see, I see where you're going. How do you do that through the, like, how do you look at people through the lens of a biblical mm-hmm. reality? Right. Cause mm-hmm. you and I are, are brothers in Christ. Mm-hmm. Okay. My concept 
is to look at you and say, mm-hmm. hey, what, what can I do for my brother Jeff? Mm-hmm. How can I help him? Now, if we're in a basketball mm-hmm. game, right, and you're guarding mm-hmm. me and I'm guarding you, now all of a sudden that, that shifts mm-hmm. that, and it's not what can I do to make Jeff better, right? right? It's how can I beat Jeff? So yeah. how, how, do, how do you play those two together? And I think, I think that part is 100% healthy. Okay. Like you, you, you get out there, you try to beat the other team. There's obviously that's part of the game. Yeah. I, think, I think a lot of it is wrapped up in our identity. Okay. And I think, you know, how you go into that game and, and how you're – what is your goal here? Is it to show that when you leave that you're better and you're, you've won up that guy right, right. no matter what it takes? Yep. It could be attacking him personally. Yep. It could be – you know, that, that goes on all the time. And so I think having the, the proper – knowing that your identity is anchored in Christ, knowing that, okay, when I walk into this game, I can compete at the highest level, but there's things that I – there's places I can't go mm. because I want to make sure that I protect that, you know, godly character that I should be showing out there. Yeah. And the the potential relationship there that I could have later. Um, and, you know, I think we lose sight of that. I think we get wrapped up. Basketball can kind of be whatever sport it is, can be an idol, right? Yeah. Yeah. And we can pour everything into that. It's everything we are, especially young people. Everything they are is kind of – I'm this football player. I'm this basketball player. That's where all my success lies. That's yep. where – so they have to protect that. And it becomes – you know, it can be become an issue when it can lead them places that they don't – they shouldn't go. Yeah. And so the competitiveness on the field, I mean, that's that's great. I mean, that's what I want as a coach. I mean, I'm as competitive as anybody. If you've ever watched me coach, I think sometimes I'll still have to be careful about getting on the refs too much or – you know, getting on my team uh, in, in in maybe unhealthy ways, but there's just, you know, you have to try to find that balance. Yeah. And uh, I think I think the of what the ultimate goal is, what who we are, and 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 who we should be uh, an example to others, the way that we're acting is a big part of that. And yeah. I've seen guys do it really, really well. I mean, one of my players last year, Luke McGarry. I mean. Man, competed at a high level, would go after guys, you know, just in every way, but never really crossed that line of, you know, his his character. And I feel like he he always left the court with good standing in that way. Mm-hmm. Just but just would go hard. Yeah. So is that like like physically, you can give your hundred and ten percent, right? But spiritually, you can maintain your character, right? Right. You can, you can go as hard mm-hmm. as you want. You can play right to the to the mm-hmm. highest level, right? But you don't cross the line where, as you said, just kind of the identity becomes: mm-hmm. um, if I'm not if I'm not winning, if I'm not beating this person, then I'm less than right. Because the re- the reality is, and, and basketball is an interesting mm-hmm. sport, right? Different mm-hmm. than football, baseball, soccer, things like that, um, because it, one, it's so close, mm-hmm. right? You're you're so physically close. You're playing offense and defense. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're usually kind of guarding a particular individual, right? I mean, so it's it's an interesting thing where you have you know football, you got you know 22 guys mm-hmm. out there, you're you're separated for except for four seconds, mm-hmm. and then you know you have a quick hit, you you know you're separated again, quick hit, you're separated again, um, you know. So it's it's basketball is a very and it's weird for me to say it, but like a very intimate, yeah, right interaction between people. Mm-hmm. And so when you step over that line and kind of lose your cool and lose your character. 
I mean, it can have effects on relationships with people. Right. And so I, I think sure. it's a, you know, you, you play in that world, right? And yeah. you've grown up in that world and you're just like, how do you, how do you maintain that character? Did you have a good coach when you were a young person that kind of helped train you in that? Uh, not, not really. I think, I don't remember that ever being talked about, Okay, uh, you know, uh, growing up in public school. I mean, it was pretty much, you know, we're going out there, we're trying to win yep. at all costs, so to speak. I mean, not necessarily teaching us to be dirty or anything, but just, uh, it, it wasn't really talked about. I think obviously being raised and being taught, you know, who I should be in Christ mm-hmm. bled over into that, that I had to try to represent you know, uh, who I was on the court when I'm trying to win, but I don't know that I've really started to dig into that till later. Yep. Maybe even after I was done playing in college. I mean, more when I was coaching and really starting to think about that is you're, when you're a head coach of a school, you know, you kind of, you're kind of representing that community and you you definitely want to go out and represent that community well. So anytime we, something would happen on the court where you, a kid makes a bad decision. It reflects poorly on not only us as a team mm. and me as a coach, but it also kind of puts a little bit of a scar on the school's name. Yeah. And people, you'll hear people all the time, oh, those parents from that school are so terrible or those kids. Or, yeah. I mean, it, it, it really does give a you know, bad and what, representation. And yeah, and once that representation sticks – it, it's hard to change. It, it takes a long time. It takes a long time, especially. And again, that goes to the rivalry of yeah. sports. Yeah. That there's there's a little bit of that <laughs> that you almost want to have that with the other team. Oh, that was, but when you can have a great rivalry mm-hmm. on the field and have great respect and class and the way that we cheer for our teams, yeah. and that's that's what it should look like. Yeah. But we don't we don't always get there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking of. Um, I had an eighth grade coach, Coach Van Dezandy, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I understand. I grew up in Wisconsin, so yeah. lots of weird names. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Coach Van Dezandy was the uh, the um, coach that really helped instill character in the game for yeah. me. Um, he was also the coach that at, at the end of practice, um, he would uh, we'd have a, the free throw competition mm-hmm. against him. Okay, and um, you know he would close his eyes and he'd shoot his <laughs> ten free throws, and if anybody could ever beat him. And and in my entire eighth grade year, wow. right? Nobody ever beat him. We could only tie him. Okay. So the lowest he or the lowest he ever got was eight out of ten. Wow. With his eyes closed. That's right? impressive. And it was either usually nine or ten. Yeah. Right. It was pretty annoying. So yeah, I bet. <laughs> for, 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 for an eighth grader, you're like, dude, right? And he's yeah. like, it's just right when you shoot free yeah. throws. It's just it's all muscle memory. Muscle memory. Yeah. It's you know. So it's you know. It's not like I'm not a great basketball player, mm-hmm. but I can shoot a free throw. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. and so he taught us uh, character. And then um, Coach Laced, my tenth grade year. Uh, was another coach, um, you know, he played at, at kind of a high level. Um, I think he you know, played college, maybe a little semi-pro ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, he had a lot of respect right. from us as players. Um, but he taught us respect. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it was respect for ourselves so that we could demonstrate mm-hmm. that respect for the other team. Right. And, and I think that, that was kind of the, you know, the concept is mm-hmm. when you go back to your word identity, right, is, you know, in a public school, you may not say that. Right, because you're talking about identity and mm-hmm. what. Well, if, if my identity is in Christ, mm-hmm. then when I step onto the court, I take that identity with me, right. and it it supersedes my identity as a basketball player, mm-hmm. right? Because my right. identity as as a Christian, as a follower of Christ, mm-hmm. is right the main thing that I want you to know about me. And then second to that, or third to that, or fourth to that mm-hmm. is everything else. And so, um, if I walk off the court, 
and I'm like, hey, I had a great game from a basketball standpoint, but a terrible game as a Christian, right? That that yeah. was that was unacceptable. Right. If I walked off the court, had a great game as a Christian, but you know, struggled mm-hmm. as a player, it was like that was acceptable. I want mm-hmm. you to do better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think his thing was always too is um, is uh, like what what did you think about during the game or after the game? And I just remember, um, you know, guys who'd go check the, you know, the, the scorebook mm-hmm. and see how many right points away. they had. Yeah. Right, right away. Just kind of that thing. And you've seen mm-hmm. that is, you know, how many points did I have? How many points did I have? And it becomes a me, me, mm-hmm. me thing. And that feeds that identity as, you know, you as a player. Right. right? What does that mean? And, and you know, there's not a book. I don't think, I don't, do, Coach, do you have a scorebook that, that lists the character of a person? No, and, we and, don't <laughs> keep up with that. <laughs> right. <laughs> and just, you know, how well that they did and their right. respect. And, you know, well, there used to be kind of like the hustle concept, right, mm-hmm. is how hard a person would play. Yeah. There's um, hustle stats. Hustle stats. Right. Right. But, um, you know, just the the character of a person. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you and I can see it, but mm-hmm. we don't really measure it. We don't right. we don't really put that up there. And I think, you know, the concept is, is you know, you, you're going to improve in the things that you measure. And so if all you're concerned about is how many mm-hmm. points you have or how many rebounds you have or what your stats are, then that's what you're going to tend to try to right. improve. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, is like, those are, those are good things to work on, yep. but the character is my preeminent aspect of the revelation of who I am as a, as a person. Right. And I think that's a, that's a really important reminder to us. As guys who are growing up, right, we're going to start coaching our kids, right? You've worked mm-hmm. with a lot of parents. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what kind of advice would you give to those um, guys as they get older and they're starting to coach their parents and they're starting to get involved with that um, in terms of from a, from a coaching standpoint, you know, you're talking mm-hmm. to parents. What, what wisdom would you give to them on how to do that well? Well, I think it's, I think it's amazing, uh, you know, like in our, uh, our sports organization at the church here, just seeing parents digging in with their kids, mm-hmm. spending time with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's a huge positive it of is. sports yep. is that you're going to dedicate an hour that evening to be out there with your kid and just having fun and yeah. directing and coaching. And obviously you're trying to instill some of those, uh, you know, character traits of, you know, listening, following directions, you know, working as hard as you can, yeah. but setting the, setting the, the tone that, Hey, you're going to work as hard as you can. And, and, you know, if there's something lacking skill wise, we're going to work on that. It's not just going to, there's going to be kids who are more talented. There's going to be kids who are faster, you know, quicker, but over time, taller. Yeah. If you, (laughs) something that you can't actually work on. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a way to offset some of that with work and in the work ethic that you put in and, um, which is a great life (laughs) principle. Right. Yeah, I mean, for sure. So a lot of these you know, these principles that you take in sports, you can apply them to life. Yep. And that is, yeah. Some some people may start with an advantage, um, but right, right. You can work harder. You can learn more. You can read more. You can do your job better. Right. And yeah. advance just because you know you didn't start with the right whatever, graduate mm-hmm. from the right college, whatever it is. Yeah. It doesn't mean that that's a limitation to you. It might be an opportunity for you to learn and grow through it. And I think sports is a great teacher mm-hmm. of that particular concept if you want to learn it from sports. Yeah, and I think one of the other big things is a, is a parent especially and as a coach who's maybe a parent mm-hmm. is you know focusing on the things you can control right? and kind of what we talked about earlier with the injury and this is out of my control, yep. right? I mean, yep. I guess I couldn't have dove for the ball and got hurt, I, you know, but it's out of your control. Yeah. So 
focus on the things you can control. So, for instance, referees, right? Here we, but here we go. Are you going to teach? <laughs> are you going to teach the kids by your actions yeah. that you're going to focus on the refs the whole time yeah. and yell at them and blame them? And you know, are you going to coach your kids yeah. and make sure that hey, we're just going to if we go out there and we play as hard as we can and we do the things that we've been taught in practice, you know that that's going to take care of itself. I think those are some valuable lessons just to be able to kind of like you said, life lessons. How do you deal with that adversity when it comes? And and, and here's the thing we've, we've seen referees at the highest levels, Mm -hmm. right? I remember the, you know, the saints game that, you know, the huge massive Mm -hmm. interference that Mm -hmm. they didn't call, you know, saints lose. That that was the team that, you know, should have won drew Brees a, a, you know, super bowl. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people make Mm -hmm. mistakes. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you, you can't control, as you say, right? You can't control refs. You got good refs, yeah. you got bad refs. Um, nobody ever walks away from a game that they won and right. said, hey, the refs handed us that game. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of times you walk away from a game you lose and say, mm-hmm. hey, the refs took that game from right. us. Now, could that be a, a reality? And, and you know, at, at some point yeah. you see things where you go, mm-hmm. yeah, refs are human beings too, right? right. And, and they may miss a call at mm-hmm. a very, very important part of a game that really does change the shape of a game. Right. Now, can that happen? The answer is yes. Can you control it? The answer is no. Right. So no. what what are we what are we going to focus on? The answer yeah. is we're going to focus on our effort, our ability, and I think the other part is our attitude towards that. Yep. So so even if that's true, right? Even if you hey, you get a you know a bad ref in a game, mm-hmm. even if they miss the you know the call that was obvious to everybody. Right. <laughs> right. You know, I, I mean I love uh, I can't remember one of the NBA games when they you know they have a picture Right, you know, LeBron James is driving to the hoop and he gets smacked, and you know, yeah, Pat Bev's over there showing him right. like, hey, on the, you know, it's like you can't change that, right, right. And so the reality is, is what what do you do with that attitude? Even if that is the case, mm-hmm. how do you carry yourself in that, right? How, how do you yeah. carry yourself as you know, hey, we lost a championship, and it's like, okay, we didn't lose just because of that one specific mm-hmm. thing, right? I mean, you know, my my coach always used to say it's like, you know, if if you're allowing a ref to change a, a game right? Then mm-hmm. you should be ahead 10 points in the game anyway. Right. And now it's not in his hands yeah. to change or not change. Right. There's definitely, I having coached as long as I have, <clears throat> I mean, 20 plus years yep. as a varsity coach, I, there's some games where I go back and think about that. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's I still bet, just I bet eat me up yeah, a little bit. Like, uh. like, man, he had made it. <laughs> but at the, at the end of the day, yeah. if I'm honest with myself and our team, there were a ton of things we could have done. Yeah to eliminate that from being a factor. Yep. And even you mentioned that Saints game. I mean, I'm sure they could go back on film and yeah. whether it's missing a yeah. catch on third down yeah. or had in the game here, or if we had done missing this a field goal, you yeah. know, that that doesn't have the same scrutiny because it didn't just come down the last 10 seconds of the game. Yep. But, um, you know, you that that's the great thing of sports is that it, is. it lets you walk through a lot of things, and sometimes it's not fair. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's, uh, you know, there's things that come in front of you that you may not have any control over that maybe cost you a game or, you know, you're not successful. And how do you approach that? How do you move on? Does it affect your – the next day, do you walk in moping around? Right. Just like at work. I mean, you're going to have the same thing. Just like in our marriages, being a parent, I mean – as far as my experience being a parent, not every day is perfect. Kids don't always do everything they're supposed to do. 
There's going to be moments this, this where this is the Clarkson home. Yeah, we're just do do. <laughs> do you just go, oh, I give up. I'm done. I yeah. quit. Totally. You know, yeah. No, you, yeah. you dig in yeah. and you keep doing you things through. the right way. You yep. do the. I, we always say it's on our locker room door. What's next? Yep. It's one of the things yep. in basketball. That's one thing I love about it. Is in a matter of you know two trips down the court, oh, how many mistakes are there going to be? Yep. And so, so many times it's not, and it's a cliche, but how it's not the mistake it's how you respond to the mistake because yeah. like you said earlier you go from offense to defense well if you make an offensive mistake and you sit there and mope around and hang your head and you know you're affecting the defensive side now yeah. and so you got to you got to move on quick you got to keep doing the next thing right yeah. and do it the best you can and i think that's you know, again, those life lessons. Yeah, and I, and I like applying along. it as you, as you just said, right? I mean, to your marriage, to parenting, mm-hmm. to work, right? Because you, you're going to have a situation where you're going to have something that doesn't sit right with right. you, right? An injustice, let's mm-hmm. say, right? And, and 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 the reality is, one of the great things about sports is when when two groups, when two teams, when two individuals compete against each other. Uh, it's nice to have boundaries and referees mm-hmm. um, because you know, as you and I both know, when when you um, call your own fouls. Mm-hmm. The old hoop it up days yeah. were right. legendary. Right. But when you call your own fouls, right, there's still tension there. Yeah, for um, sure. And, you know, and, and my reality is, is, you know, it's like I've never fouled anybody. Right. You, know? yeah. <laughs> you haven't either. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's great if you want to compete at the highest levels to mm-hmm. take that out and, and to give that to somebody else who can, you know, call fouls or, you know, hey, you're out of bounds, all those different things. Mm-hmm. And so that's part of the game is going to be the, the element of human error. Right, right. Of, of the disagreement. But yeah. as you said, what do you do with that? What's next? How do you move mm-hmm. on? And so it's, it's going to be the same thing in a marriage, right? In, in mm-hmm. a marriage, you've got two people and sometimes you're going to have, you know, tension and conflict. Mm-hmm. And, and the reality is, is if I want to sit in that tension and I want to mm-hmm. mope in it and I just want to dwell in it and I don't want to let go and I don't want to forgive mm-hmm. and I don't, right? I can do that. Mm-hmm. And, and it's going to ruin the marriage. Right. Or I can say, okay, how do I move on from this? Right. Yep. I've, I've been wronged. Somebody said something, you know, bad to me. Okay, here's the deal. I can forgive. Mm-hmm. I can forgive. I can move on from that. And, and I can look to see what's best in the other people, right? right? A job. I mean, I know so many people who are walking away from jobs because of, you know, something, you know, somebody said or something mm-hmm. somebody did. And it's just like, yeah, it's, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is. But the reality is, is you're going to do that as well. Yep. You're going to say something, you know, rude to your wife and you don't want her to just mope mm-hmm. in it, right? You want her right. to be able to say, hey, when I say I'm, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. you want her to forgive, move on. Restore that relationship and move on. I'm going to do something stupid at work. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it's just the reality of saying, yeah, oh, my bad. I dropped the ball on that. And you want people to give you a second chance and Mm -hmm. say, hey, you know, next time, get them. And I think sports allows you to do that. Right. And teach you those life lessons that you can take and apply to other places, which is which is one of the fun things about it. Yeah. And I think that's the great thing about, you know, one of the things I enjoy most about coaching is after you know, especially a loss, mm-hmm. you just, you get to go in there the next day. Yeah. And obviously as you get to the end of the season, that's what makes it hard is sometimes you don't get that next day. That's right. But as you're in the season, you get to try to correct and fix the things that you did wrong yeah. and grow. And it's just a, it's a process and it's so compares to life that, you know, each day you get up, you try to be a better version of who you were the day before. Yep. And, uh, maybe, do something a little different to try to improve performance or whatever it is at work or, uh, you know, change a habit that you've had, but there's something you can do to try to 
improve. Yeah. So I, I love Paul, you know, uses the, the athlete, the farmer and the, mm-hmm. you know, the yep. soldier as examples of, Hey, when you're developing yourself mm-hmm. spiritually, right? Look at, look at these people, right? And, and how do they, you know, take their attitudes towards the work mm-hmm. that they do. Right. And the athlete's just a fun one. Right. Yeah. I mean, Paul uses the word train, right. Which mm-hmm. is, we get, you know, it's gymnasio. We get our word gymnastics from mm-hmm. it. So, I mean, every time he uses the word train, he's specifically referring back to athletes, mm-hmm. right? Look at the, look at the time and intentionality, mm-hmm. effort, right. That it takes to train from a physical standpoint, to, to play a game that you love at the highest level that you can. Yep. And, and you're willing to put in the work. You're willing to put in hours. You're willing to get right. trainers to come in, right? You're willing to, and, and the weird thing, you're willing to look at your nutrition even. Yep. I mean, it, it's, it's an amazing thing. You know, it's like, you know, young guys who, you know, can eat anything that they want because their metabolism is running at a million miles an hour, right? As, a, as an athlete, you just say, hey, no, I'm, I'm going to say no to mm-hmm. that, right? Alcohol, one of those things, mm-hmm. right? Like, hey, that's not going to help me from an athletic mm-hmm. standpoint. Um, but just kind of the whole concept of like Paul saying, hey, listen, you do that for a sport. Like, what should you be doing for your mm-hmm. spiritual life? Yep. That same intentionality, that same effort, that same drive, that same desire to grow in your knowledge, right? The grace and mercy of mm-hmm. Jesus Christ to grow better as a person so that you can better reflect who Jesus is to the world. He's like, yeah. So think about that concept. And I think just from a you know young man's training standpoint is a lot of guys play athletics, right? So they know yep. what Paul's talking about. Like, hey, I get right. that training. But they don't apply that same you know, tenacity and attention mm-hmm. to their spiritual life. And so it's, a, it's okay for us to be spiritually weak, but as long as we look good in the gym or look good on the basketball court. Right. And, and what Paul would say is, it's great you look good in the mm-hmm. gym and it's awesome that you're out there, mm-hmm. you know, making those threes, but you probably need to be doing the same thing in your home, mm-hmm. right? Be, be a great husband and a great father. You need to be doing thing in, you know, at work, Right, being a great employer, employee, mm-hmm. you need to have that same attention to your character and being a man of God, and then you put those two together, and that's mm-hmm. right the Christian life. Yeah, and the and the the slippage is is the same. If I'm yep. not getting shots up in the gym yep. and working on shooting, I'm not going to be very good. That's right. And if you take your eyes and focus, and you know you're not being intentional in your walk, yep. same thing is going to happen. Yep. I mean, you're going to start to have things creep in, your, your attitude is going to change. And so it, it's, it's a, it's a process and we have to continually pour into that or we're not going to be in the, in the place that we should be as believers for sure. Amen. Well, coach, I know, um, you have a great investment into young men. I, I know you love winning, right? Mm-hmm. I watch you out there coach and, and you do a great job. Um, training those young men into being right, great athletes, but also great young men. I, I know that's your, your heart's desire mm-hmm. um, is that they're successful on and off the mm-hmm. court. And if you, if you had to choose one, it's like, I'd rather you be successful right. off the court. But hey, while I got you here, let's go be successful on the court yeah, too. Sure. <laughs> so yeah. keep, keep up the good work and appreciate Thank just you. the encouragement to the other guys out there and taking those lessons that they've learned from sports and applying them to the rest of their life. Thank you. Appreciate you having me. Thank you for listening to Training for Manhood. If you found the conversation to be valuable, make sure to rate us where you listen to podcasts. Also, check out additional content on our website, trainingformanhood.com. That's training, the number four, manhood.com. Until next time, in the words of King David, be strong and show yourself a man.